Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Gunfighter Weekly Update. And what is the last day of Row for the Blue? What a month it has been. Uh, it's finally done. I enjoy doing these fundraisers for the community. I do not enjoy the work that is involved in it, being 645 kilometers over 30 days on a rower. Uh, mentally, it was rough uh, just because of how tedious it was pulling back and forth back and forth back and forth um so yeah when you're listening to this when this is uh going live i will have finished all of them um and we've already got the next one planned which is pretty exciting for mid-year um and that'll be announced later on but let's crack on with the worldwide uh conflict update Let's scroll through and see what's going on. Me and you learn about these together. Um, although I might already know about it, but uh, alrighty. So we go on with the topic of the day being Israel's war on Gaza. Um, 30 killed in Israeli strikes on Gaza shelters. Israeli airstrikes and shelling have killed at least 30 people in separate attacks in the Nusrat Barrage and Khan Uni camps in Gaza. The NGO Save the Children says the world is witnessing mass killing of children in slow motion in Gaza. Um, this is pretty much just all what I'm reading right now is kind of like a database of like live updates of the conflict over there. Um, German naval frigate uh, almost shot down a US drone in the Red Sea. A German naval frigate sent to the Red Sea to defend against Houthi attacks, almost shot down a US drone earlier this week, German magazine Der Spiegel reports. The report said that the Hessen frigate fired two missiles at a US Reaper reconnaissance drone after efforts to identify it were unsuccessful but missed due to a technical defect. Germany's defence ministry confirmed on Monday that there was an incident involving the Hessen frigate and a drone from a friendly nation but did not name the country. The case was resolved when it turned out that it wasn't a hostile drone, which only became clear in hindsight. The German frigate arrived in the area at the weekends as part of an EU mission to protect the Red Sea and Gulf of Aden from Houthi attacks on vessels in the vital international shipping lane. Well, that could have been a fuck up. Uh, Palestinian fighters retain military capability as battle for Zaytun rages. Despite months of Israel's occupation and military operations in northern Gaza, Israeli forces have failed to suppress Palestinian fighters who are engaged in intense battles in the Zaytun neighborhood of Gaza City, Warm wanted to say. US-based think tanks, the Institute for the Study of War, ISW, and the critical Threats Project, CTP, said that despite two clearing operations by Israeli forces in Zitoun, at least seven Palestinian armed groups are fighting against Israeli forces in the area. Palestinian fighters in Zitoun carried out at least 92 attacks on Israeli forces between February 19th and 28th, the ISWCTP said in their last battlefield assessment. This high attack rate involving at least seven Palestinian militias using sophisticated military capabilities indicates that Palestinian fighters have retained military capacity in southern Gaza 
despite two Israeli clearing operations there, the think tanks say. The militias likely infiltrated into previously cleared areas of southern Gaza City from the uncleared central Gaza Strip. Uh, Let's keep scrolling. All right, so main developments overnight um, from last night. Israeli airstrikes and shelling have killed at least 30 people in separate attacks in the Neserat Barash Khan uni camps in Gaza. The director of Kamal Adwan Hospital has told Al Jazeera that seven children have now died at the hospital in northern Gaza due to malnutrition. Israeli forces shot and killed a Palestinian man during their storming of the town of Beit Farik, east of Nablus in the occupied West Bank. New Zealand has designated the entirety of Hamas as a terrorist group, but has assured it will not impact private humanitarian support to Palestinian to, uh, civilians. Canada has said it is exploring options for delivering humanitarian aid to Gaza and airdrops in partnership with like-minded countries were possible. Um, cool. All right, let's move past that. Let's move into the region of Africa. Alrighty. Cape Town, South Africa, three months to South Africa's much-anticipated general elections, the political landscape is being remade. Since Cyril Ramaphosa became president in 2018, domestic issues like corruption within the government, rolling power cuts and a wobbling economy have been hotly debated, but Israel's war in faraway Gaza has become a key election issue in recent months. Since the apartheid era, the topic of Palestine has been a major point of division in South African politics as the white government stood firmly with Israel while the anti-apartheid movements or Palestinian resistance aligned with its own. But Israel's continuing war in Gaza since October has forced political parties to lay their cards on the table. The two largest parties in particular, the ruling African National Congress, ANC, and the main opposition, the Democratic Alliance, DA, are likely to see their constituencies change because of their positions on the wall. The ANC-led government has been unambiguous in its pro-Palestinian stance. South Africa was one of the first states to refer to Israel's actions in Gaza after the October 7th Hamas attack as genocide, and early on referred to the Israel to the International Criminal Court. In January, Pretoria also dragged Israel to the world's highest legal authority, the International Court of Justice. The DA, on the other hand, has flip-flopped between its initial steadfast support for Israel and more recent ambivalent rhetoric about peace. On October 8th, Emma Powell, the DA Shadow Minister for International Relations and Cooperation, released a statement condemning Hamas's unprovoked attack on Israeli territory today during the religious holiday of Simchat Torah. The DA condemns this senseless violence and all acts of terror against innocent civilians, women and children and calls for aggressors to this conflict to immediately withdraw. A month later, as the number of deaths in Gaza rose drastically, the party shifted to more centrist rhetoric with leader John Steenhuisen saying the DA stands in solidarity with both Palestinians and Israelis who seek a two-state solution. We embrace rationality based on peaceful coexistence before a secure and 
Israel and Free Palestine, uh, Free Palestinian State. Unlike the economic freedom providers and other smaller opposition parties, the DA has never called for a ceasefire or used the term genocide regarding Israel's killing of Palestinians. Ahead of the May 29th vote, it is the ANC's move to have proven to be wildly popular within and beyond South Africa. Alrighty. Troops deployed internet shutdown in Chad's capital amid deadly violence. Security forces in Chad have surrounded the headquarters of the Socialist Parties Without Borders, PSF, after accusing elements of the main opposition party of launching a deadly attack on the country's international security agency. The violence in Jemena on Wednesday come as tensions rise ahead of presidential elections set for May and June that could return Chad to constitutional rule after three years of military-backed rule. Al Jazeera's Ahmed Idris, reporting from Abuja in neighbouring Nigeria, said the situation in Jemena remained fluid. We understand that security operations are still ongoing. The headquarters of the Socialist Party Without Borders remain under siege. Security forces have been deployed on the streets of the capital. Internet and telephones have been disrupted in most parts of the country. Earlier in the day, I spoke to people in Jemena who said they were pinned down because of heavy gunfire in the centre of the city, not far from the presidential palace and the PSF's headquarters. The siege on PSF's headquarters came after Chad's government issued a statement saying several people had been killed in an overnight attack on the National State Security Agency. Blaming activists for the, from the PSF for the attack, the government said the, functional, uh, the situation is now completely under control. It added, the perpetrators in this act have been arrested and are being sought and will be prosecuted. The government did not say how many people were killed in the attack. Detailing a separate incident, the government said a member of the PSF, Ahmed Tarabi, had carried out an assassination attempt against the president of the Supreme Court, Samia Adam Anor. Alrighty, now that's it for the conflict updates around the world. Um, like I said, Row for the Blue will be done by the time you guys are listening to this. Um, thank you for all your support and for tuning in. I know that the content has been very Row for the Blue focused um, and unfortunately the episodes have kind of taken a back seat to that in terms of the marketing and publicity for that. That will fix itself uh, on Saturday. The... 2nd of March, um, where trailers will begin being posted and we'll start bringing down the tempo of the content being every single day and we'll start um, putting more effort into the videos and doing a couple of weeks so that we can ensure the quality. Um, next week's episode is with, we come back to Australia um, and we're focusing on the special forces world again with Ant Plater. Uh, Ant is a former two commando um, operator, uh, great dude, spent better part of 20 years uh, within the Australian Army and the vast majority of that within um, within SOCOM. So he's a great dude. He, you might have heard of him on other podcasts. Um, I was stoked to have him on. It took me a while to get our schedules to line up, but I was stoked to have the opportunity to have him on. He's going to come back on and we're going to talk about a few topics, which you'll hear come up sporadically through the interview. So um, it was a great chat. Thanks again to Ant for coming on and I look forward to having him back on in the future. 
um, and having him involved in a few uh, gunfighter project projects, I guess. Um, so yeah, look forward to that one. Episode 043 on Monday with Mr. Ant Plater. Uh, in terms of updates for the project, uh, there isn't too much to really start um, publicizing as of yet just because of um, Row for the Blue just finishing. So we're going to take a few weeks off at least um, and just try and smash out as many interviews as possible so that um, I've got some more in the bank for you guys. Uh, we do have the next Assist Series fundraising event organized for July um, and that'll be announced in the coming months. We will have a YouTube channel getting launched in the next few weeks as well. The first video on that will be centered around a, like an extended look at um, Row for the Blue and kind of my thoughts and how it went. Um, I'm looking to try and up the production value for you guys and hopefully that kind of works out. Um, so I'm keen for that. that. Stay tuned on the Instagram so that you can uh, see when it comes up um, and hopefully you guys will subscribe and like my content a little bit and like how it goes. Um, but yeah, so thanks for tuning in. That's it for this one. I'm going to take a few days to rest. If you are listening to this before the 3rd of March, remember if you are in Brisbane, we got the Gunfighter Running Club coming up on Sunday at 8 a.m. Uh, where we'll, we will be meeting at Woody's Point Jetty in Redcliffe. Um, so I hope to see you guys, if you're veterans or first responders, any part of the emergency services, friends, family, anyone that's had anything to do with the community of serving the community um, like emergency services um if you've got family members that have been that are veterans or first responders please come down we're going to be doing five k's two and a half k's out two and a half k's back i don't care about the pace and no one else there will uh, doesn't matter your fitness level doesn't matter if your speed or how quick you're going to run or what your fucking mile or your kilometer pace is it's just going to be a nice fun time to start networking start meeting new people that are a part of the same community as you there will be coffee supplied after that at the drowned rat um but we'll talk about that on the day if you end up coming down so i hope to see as many of you guys down there as possible hope to meet you hope to meet your families please come down i look forward to seeing you um look after yourselves remember stay formidable and stay adaptable